Today we would like to talk about the art and mystique of coaching and how it can transform your life. We have Michael Hodgeberg, who's a cross-cultural coach, coach from High Mountain Products, and John Wayne, who's a business coach from Achieve Your Dreams to help shed some light on this topic. From an estimated 7.5 billion people on this earth, there are approximately 3 billion in the age group 25 to 54, making up around 45%, 41% of the world's population. And of those, roughly half, with slightly more females than males. We picked this group because those younger, many don't have a choice. They are either in parental care or they don't have sufficient funds at their disposal. And for those older, most have come to terms with their lives. Many, if not all, will have a problem whilst in this age group. The problem will fall into three broad categories. Income and career, relationships and health. What do they do about the problem? I suppose that depends where in the world you are and what you were taught. Before we start, it may be beneficial to list some of the costs of not seeking the assistance of a coach, bearing in mind that coaches are not available in all countries. So the price that people pay, mediocre lives, not reaching their full potential, bad health, shortened lives, stress, Worry, strokes, accidents, failed relationships, unbalanced lives, taking unnecessary medication, unhappiness, feeling unfulfilled, feeling something is missing, lack of personal growth and challenge, lack of success, lack of financial security, frustration, boredom, living life on the edges, not being fully committed to life, the loss of millions of dollars in failed businesses, better productivity in the community, country, world, and families live with anger and violence caused by disappointment and frustration. So problems with income concern, having an income, feeding, housing, and clothing yourself and your family, paying rent, mortgage, debt, taxes, utilities, and other expenses. Other concerns are your career and advancement and that of your children. Relationship problems include the relationship you have with yourself, your spouse, partner, your family, your extended family, your friends, neighbors, and work colleagues, and your God and spiritual leader. Health problems concern your health, your family's health, including pets and livestock, your extended family's health, the health of your friends, neighbors, and work colleagues, and contagious diseases, epidemics, and pandemics. So let me give you a few examples. Bill, in his mid-40s, he has a reasonable established business, works hard, and has a few big clients and several small clients. He makes sure he can supply his clients and prides himself on delivering orders on time. One day he receives an email from his largest client saying, thanks for his brilliant service but he has received an offer he can't refuse from another supplier and has signed a five-year contract. Bill is devastated. He feels betrayed and let down. How could his client just terminate his service with an email? Four days later, he receives a similar email from another client with the same news. Now he is stressed. 
Only four months ago, he committed to updating his facility, and now he's ruined. Bill is on a downward spiral. He won't seek help. He thinks he has to find his own solutions, and where would he get help anyway? He might mention it to a couple of close friends or family members, but he doesn't give them all the details, and they are too close anyway. They can't advise him. If only he knew about a business coach, he could talk it over, get another perspective, get out of his emotional spiral, make a plan to get more clients, find out ways to ensure client retention, but he doesn't, and the inevitable will will most likely happen. Helen had a career as a senior nurse in a large hospital, and her partner, Bob, worked his way up to be a senior executive in corporate America. They had no children and had decided they would remain childless. One evening, Bob came home very excited. He had been offered a position as head of the Asia Division, relocating to Shanghai, with a massive salary increase and lots of perks, including accommodation, domestic assistance, and a car, and waited expectantly for her approval. They had dreamed of something like this, but not in another country, but seeing how excited Bob was, she agreed. He was thrilled, and they went out for a celebratory dinner. The next three months were hectic. Most of the organizing fell to her. She had to organize to rent the apartment, clothes, packing, storage, store their cars, passports, and travel documents, but she managed. She cried the day she said goodbye to her, to her workmates at the hospital. She had been there over 20 years and knew many of her colleagues well, and they all wished her good luck and said what an opportunity. They left Los Angeles Airport on time in late January, headed across the Pacific Ocean to their new home in Shanghai. She hadn't thought much about the difference between Los Angeles and Shanghai, as she has just been too busy. The 20-hour flight was uneventful, and they were comfortable in their business class. The car met them at the airport and took them to their new home. Shanghai was very different. It seemed very crowded and was cold. Bob was very busy and had to be away several nights at a time, which was something she hadn't experienced before. Her domestic servants were lovely, but couldn't speak English, and she couldn't speak Chinese, so lots of bowing and hand-waving took place. She practically stayed within her home when Bob was away and missed her work and colleagues, and after three months was very homesick. And the 16-hour time difference didn't help. She was isolated from her friends and family. If only she had known a cross-cultural coach could have helped prepare her, but she didn't know. Uh, she didn't, and now felt like she was trapped and didn't know what to do. A coach would have suggested learning about the city, the culture, the customs, even taking lessons in the language, encouraging her to find expat organizations and giving her access to other expats around the world where she could vent her frustrations, get suggestions, and assistance. It wasn't all, it, it wasn't, although she couldn't afford the fees, she didn't know such coaches existed. But if she did, it would have made the transition so much easier. Maggie had a career before she had children, and now she was thinking about resuming that career as her children reached their teens. She's looking at the wanted ads and applies for a few, but is not getting any further. Despite support from her partner, she's getting more and more discouraged and begins to think that gender inequality is to blame. She discusses this with some of, some of her trusted friends and family, but they just reinforce her beliefs. 
because if they told her the truth, they risk losing the relationship. She's been taking into account the changes in HR since she left the workforce. And now does she know, and nor does she know, what a career coach could assist her by updating her CV, showing to her how to make contacts, showing her how to get access to all the positions that aren't advertised and explain how she may get work for volunteering. But even if she, even if she did know about a career coach, she would probably write it off as too expensive, so she will carry on becoming more and more frustrated, and that will show in other areas of her life. Thanks, Michael. Excellent example. They corroborate my research into why people don't hire coaches. However, let's move on to the next area where people have difficulty. Relationships. Relationships problems include the relationships you have with yourself, your spouse or partner, your family, your extended family, your friends, neighbours and work colleagues, and your God and spiritual leaders. Let me give you an example. Billy is a normal guy in his mid-twenties. He has a job, rents a flat, has a modern, modest car, but thinks he isn't good looking enough. So he acts like that around women. When he found, when, when he's out, he finds a quarter, talks to other guys, never approaches a woman, and he's very lonely, but puts on a brave face. Mandy, by comparison, has anything but a classic model figure. But she is happy with her share. She smiles a great deal, even beams. She approaches guys, dances, joins in, and has no shortage of days. The truth is the world reflects back our internal vision of it. So we will always be right. Billy thinks he has a problem, and no one can exist. See, so he'll remain lonely until he makes a change. But he won't without assistance. A skilled coach could assist Billy, but he would never seek out assistance. George married Claire some years ago. They were happy for a while, but as the realisation of living together became clear, pretty, pretty disagreements became major wars. Neither discussed their wants or desires before marriage, and now both are virtually living separate lives. They don't have children, and each makes a handsome salary, but they are not happy. Claire has seen a coach and has asked George to come along, but he won't. He says they have no idea and are only out to make money. But this, this excuse hides the real reason. He may be wrong, and that is an earth-shattering thought to him. With skilled assistance, they could work out a way that they could both get what they want. But with George's attitude, they have no chance. And so, they will remain miserable, drift further apart, and eventually become a statistic of the family court. George will more than likely make the same mistake again, because he refuses to grow. Mark has a fairly good position with a Fortune 500 company. His boss, though, is overworked, under constant threat, and is not a, communi- a good communicator or manager. He explodes with all his charges, including Mark. Mark is unhappy and comes home stressed to his young family, and although he doesn't want to, takes his frustration out on them. This makes him feel guilty, and so the cycle repeats. He could report his loss, 
as workplace bullying or harassment is outlawed, but he's too scared of the repercussions. He could get assistance from outside the workplace, but he makes the excuse he has no time, and what could they do anyway? He could share with a, with a coach and reduce, reduce his frustration level. He and his coach could come up with strategies so his boss would have less effect on him and his life. He and his coach could design a plan to report his boss, and his coach could, could support him through any far fallout. But Ma probably won't do anything. His fears will hold him back. He will continue to be unhappy, and he risks his marriage. People in difficult situations have options, but most can't find them. The emotional stress is too great. Almost always they need outside assistance to find suitable options and implement them, and most lead to successful outcomes. Michael will talk about health problems. Health problems concern your health, your family's health, your pets and livestock, your extended family's health, the health of your friends, neighbors, work colleagues, and contagious diseases, epidemics, and pandemics. In the Western world, if we have a health problem, we visit the doctor. The doctor assesses the situation, either refers us to a specialist, or prescribes drugs. Simple, we're cured. Not quite. Some people prefer visiting an alternative medical professional. In other regions, we might visit other people to help us get well, and this can include witch doctors or other spiritual advisors, and some can be quite successful. Medical doctors tend to treat the symptoms rather than the source of the problem, although there are more and more embracing holistic health practices. Let me give you some examples. Murray is getting constant headaches, and they are getting worse. He presents to the doctor, who looks in his eyes and then requests a whole series of tests, which Murray gets, and comes back to the doctor for the results. Nothing. Everything clear. The doctor refers Murray to a specialist, and Murray makes the appointment and comes back to his doctor for the verdict. Nothing. All clear. The doctor is mystified, but prescribes painkillers and asks Murray to come back in a month. Murray has spent well over $1,000 by now in and out of pocket expenses and probably $10,000 in real costs borne by the state or health fund. Murray isn't satisfied and seeks out a wellness coach. The wellness coach asks him a whole heap of questions and after several visits ascertains the headaches are due to a combination of stress, anxiety, and sitting for a long time in a ill-fitting office chair and recommends a series of exercises, relaxation techniques, meditation, and getting an ergonomic chair and walking around every hour. Within a month, Murray no longer has headaches. The cost was negligible when compared to the health of his cost. Unfortunately, too few people know about the existence of wellness coaches. Sue has a weight problem. She has always had the problem. She has spent a fortune on diets, health clubs, slimming pills, and none of work. She visits the doctors, pleading for assistance, and she gives her, and uh, she gives her everything she can, but nothing really helps. Her friend suggests a wellness coach, whom she says has had some success. Sue immediately calls and makes an appointment. The coach asks her a lot of questions, and after several visits, they found the cause. Her aunt made a remark about her weight 
when she was quite young. Sue had forgotten, but her self-esteem hadn't. She was comfort-eating. Strangely enough, she rem- remembered the incident when she was reminded, and with NLP, 